0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered today to witness the joining of two... two, 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 Welcome to The Corner Booth, our weekly podcast where we discuss all things weddings, relationships, and everyday
1: quandaries. We're your hosts, Cynthia and Megan, two wedding professionals that have seen it all and are
0: here to help you through it. So grab your favorite beverage and let's get cozy. I, I feel like
1: it's it. more like awareness like don't walk to your car by yourself yeah right so i was leaving work at 1 in the morning on saturday night we had a wedding saturday and then an event on sunday and i walked out to my car by myself which i should not have done like we have a rule at work where you you walk out with somebody
0: right no one's only there alone like you always have a buddy yeah greater numbers work better sometimes as a an and- boss you forget that it applies to you too
1: yeah, yeah, I'm very much guilty of thinking the rules don't apply to me most of the time. <laughs>
0: most of the nights at the end of events, <laughs> I'll have them walk out the front door and I'll lock through the back door and my and I usually have my car like parked behind the event center or like at the winemaker house and I'll be like, go inside the winemaker's house and grab something and then I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I make sure that they're not doing and then I'm I'm doing it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so I was walking
1: to my car and I got in and I locked my doors like I always do and... I always have pepper spray on me, too, because you just never know. I mean, Smart. It's St. Peter. It's probably fine. But... Yeah. And I got into my car, and my girls that clean for me at work, they always listen to my Spotify. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to pull up an audiobook or something. And I was waiting for the book to download. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I look to my left, and there's this man standing outside my car. Mm-mm. And I'm like, huh. And, like, he he taps on my window and, like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, maybe he needs, like, some money or something. So I, like, reach over, like, to grab, like, some money or something for him. That doesn't sound smart. (laughs) No, probably not. You didn't tell me that. um And then I rolled down my window. I'm like, can I help you? Are you okay? And he goes, I I really need a ride. And I'm like, well, I'm like, there's Ubers and Lyft in town. Like, they can take you back to wherever you need to go. And he goes, well, where are you going? And I'm like... I'm like, I am like, my husband's waiting for me. I'm like, I've, I've got to go. And he's just like, well, I, I'm going to Mankato. Are you driving to Mankato? Can you please just give me a ride? Like my, my girlfriend and I were at a wedding and we like, she disappeared
0: and left me here. And I don't know how I'm going to get home mm-hmm. now. And I'm like, I'm sorry that happened to It so to you, sucks but- too, because like if they, it would have been a person attending a wedding, like at your location or like you knew who they were in some manner you could have, like, maybe felt a little comfortable of, like, knowing how much they had drank and seeing them and then maybe been like, okay, I can maybe give you a ride. Like, that's also, like, a yeah. no-no to do, but I have been guilty of that before. and But it's different
1: when you clearly don't know this person. Yeah, and you
0: have no idea who this guy is, how much yeah. he's drank, where he's been, what yeah. his intention actually is. Well, and, like, he's
1: pulling out, like, his ID and everything and his fiance's ID and he's trying to show them to him, like, I can't help you. I'm so sorry. I, like, I really have to go. I have people waiting for me. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, well, I was just at a wedding right here. Like so-and-so got married here. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm sorry. That's not the name of the couple that got married there tonight. Like I can't help you. And then, so at this point in time, like I'm starting to roll up my window. I'm starting to like pull away and he's like knocking on my window. Like, and I'm like, like, I can't, I'm like, I cannot help you. I'm so sorry. Like I'm, he's just like, well, what if I give you $300 to drive me? And I'm like, no, like, I'm sorry. I, I gotta go. And so finally I just like drove away and then i was panicked because i'm just like well i don't want him to break into yeah. our building where our girls are cleaning right now so i drove around the block and i was going to park out front but then i saw him still in like the back of the building so mm-hmm. of course like the girls were not answering their phones so finally i got on our camera system and i'm like yelling over the camera's <laughs> microphone yeah. being like answer your phone, damn it. Like, I have to talk to you. And so, basically, they finally answered their calls or my calls and yeah yeah I mean from scary the other,
0: yeah but from the other perspective like I've been there like after these last couple of years like going anywhere you don't you can't get Ubers or Lyfts and it's like finally you can again but it is probably sparing like in St. Peter yeah and I feel I feel bad because I'm like oh I could be me and I'd probably try and do the same thing to be like oh you look trustworthy I could probably get oh, a ride from you 100% and that's
1: what like the whole entire ride home like I was going through waves of like crying because I was scared and then also crying because I felt bad because I'm like, he seemed not, he didn't seem like he was going to hurt me. Yeah. But at the same time, I didn't know that. And like I know Mike would have freaked out if I would have like actually given a stranger a ride home like that whether they looked Mm -hmm. nice or not. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just it
0: was a weird, weird ending
1: to the evening. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I honestly haven't gone downtown in a long time and we went out went out and had a great time like during the day went to the brewery and whatnot
1: did you guys not have a wedding this weekend
0: no I didn't
1: we had um
0: reunions like a lot lot, like like three reunions
1: so so smaller events that you didn't have to yeah and usually
0: I have a coordinator and so his name is Chris and so if he's kind of been the one that coordinated it he'll handle it and so he had been the contact for that so then he did it all and I was, you know, I was, I'm always on call or I'm like, oh, I can be there if you need me. But the guest counts weren't ginormous where I was like worried about, you know, how much they were going to drink or anything like that. So I didn't, I just took the weekend and uh, yeah, stayed out way too late and then had to get up <laughs> way too early to drive to Wisconsin <gasps> oh. to go to a bri- or a baby shower, which I'm was super excited about. But it's just whenever I have some responsibility to do the next day, my mind says bet I'm going to. I'm just going to challenge myself. (laughs) Let's see how far
1: we can take this moment.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? We're only young ones. Exactly. I don't have children yet. I can still do this shit. And I guess I'm going to until I can't. (laughs) You don't have a dog yet. Yeah. I have no responsibilities. Yeah. Until you bring one home. Yes. Without telling Nick. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Someday that will happen probably. (laughs) There's not a sketchy one that you found on Christmas or something. No. Yeah. (laughs)
0: I'll make sure it's legit. <laughs> That's a
1: story for another time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. But no, other than that, the wedding was good. Yeah, Brad and groom were chill. It was an easy day. And then we had a awesome. graduation party on Sunday, which was chill, oh, yeah. easy. Sat in my office most of the time because mm-hmm. wasn't needed. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I need a drink. Yeah. What did you bring for us today? <gasps> okay. So today... We are drinking. It is called the Miraval. It is from province. It is a two thousand twenty rosé. And Cynthia, if you want to get it opened,
0: oh, you want to? Don't you want to open it?
1: No, I was going to talk about the wine. Will you open and pour? Oh,
0: so, oh, yeah, duh. and you are
1: much better at popping them than <laughs> I am. Like you are the professional.
0: Don't say I don't love it.
1: <laughs> um, so the wine that we're drinking today is. Like I said before, it is a rose and you know, are you looking Where for the white key? I don't know. I just had it. Sorry. <laughs> we need to have an it office was under her booty. <laughs> we need an office space. Um so it is produced in, like I said, Providence, Italy. Um and it is basically from a selection of vineyards close to the village of Corenz. I've personally never been to Italy, so I really have no idea where that is. But um, we saw this bottle. Oh, I'll let you do your pop quick. Ready? Ooh, Ooh. nice pop. So Cynthia and I both really love the show Emily in Paris. And there on season two, there was an episode where they're drinking literally this wine um, on a boat. And then when I approached Dan and Emily from the wine cat asking them about some wine for this episode, they gave me this bottle and I'm like, oh, bet this one was on. A TV show that we both love. So, um, some of the tasting notes is that it is an elegant pale pink color, evoking a rose petal. On the nose, the Miraval Rose shows its elegance beautifully. Fresh. It excludes, exudes aromas of fresh fruit, currants, and fresh rose with a zest of lemon. The refinement continues in the mouth with a beautiful liveliness and gourmet notes that subtly, ooh, <laughs> subly, sub, subtly, <laughs> subtly, subtly, yeah, yeah, subtly, sure. Um, balance the mineral and saline notes. An irresistible wine that ends with a long finish with lemony notes.
0: Cool. So. I definitely get the long finish. Oh, I haven't even tried it yet. Oh, I just took a sipski while you're talking. Ooh.
1: Mm hmm. Oh my gosh, you know where else this wine is familiar? Remember that one night that we walked to the wine cafe after a uh, United yeah. Way
0: meeting, and this is the bottle that Sarah bought that's what i was thinking yeah. when you're originally talking about it yeah sweet. So we have she loved it yeah. yeah um i really like this because i really like a dry rosé like is. i give me a dry rosé and i'm all for it otherwise i'm a red drinker usually um but yeah this has a nice dryness but then like the crispness there's definitely that aftertaste it doesn't
1: leave a dry note in your mouth though like i'm still thirsty afterwards like yeah. it's, or I'm like, I'm not thirsty. I'm like, I feel like my mouth is watering a little bit, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to be on a boat drinking this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, oh yeah. Should we cheers?
0: Cheers. That was kind of bad. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it again. Okay. No, nope. ah. I think it's these glasses. Yeah. It's whatever. It. <laughs> well, no, it's not. <laughs> um,
1: But... Other than that, I completely forgot to check the price of this wine. The wine, the price that I wrote down on our notes today was not correct. So oh. <laughs> um, you can definitely buy this at the Wine Cat here in Mankato. Cool. And thank you to Dan and Emily for giving us this bottle.
0: Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to talk about choosing your venue and maybe some tricks and things to maybe make it easier and less stressful. Yeah.
1: I I think coming from two professionals, maybe that's helpful for people. Maybe not. Who
0: knows? Yeah, we're hoping so. (laughs) So, not that we have the answers, but we thought that we came up with an idea that we thought would be helpful when sometimes venue shopping, when you're doing, who knows how many you're doing. You might be just doing a couple, and you might do a handful. You might do even more than that. And it can be overwhelming. So, we have some tricks and insight to hopefully help you make it less stressful
1: yeah well and because kind of like you said sometimes you're looking at five six seven venues right. which is how do lot. you keep them straight and yeah so having hopefully these little tricks that we've
0: coming up with might work best yeah Who knows? so we thought that couples could decide together and and separately Their top attributes that when they're looking at venues, what they think is most important to them. Yeah. Like if you're going to want to have
1: a big dance floor, like that's super important Mm -hmm. to you. Like make sure you put that on your list or you want some place that has everything kind of like all included in your list. Like put that
0: all on Mm -hmm. there. Like... And maybe it's just that, you know, these... I think a big trend that's been for a couple of years is paying for bar. Like if that's your thing, I know that's a little bit different when choosing your venue, but if that's what is the most important thing to you or to someone, put it on the list and come up with a couple, a list of a couple things and then maybe separately, and then to get together and see if there's any that you have the same of. And then then you know for sure, like that's one of the top things if you guys both put on location Okay, perfect. That's important to you guys to know that's probably one of the number one important ones. Um, and then just come up with maybe like what? I, I would say like five main things.
1: I don't mm-hmm. know. Five just seems like a good number in my head. Right. It's not even, so you can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love things about numbers.
0: <laughs> we were pulling flowers <laughs> earlier today, and she's like, make sure to get a fifth, make it odd. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah. Been- and then it, the important thing would then to. When you're going on your tours, maybe, like, make a little checklist or something, and of those five attributes, so then during your tour or right after you're done, before while it's fresh in your brain, you can say, okay, that check, yes, it had that check, no, it didn't have that. On, like, the not in Zola... There's those
1: checklists that you can always, like, go to, like... I think Barnes & Noble's where I bought a wedding binder when I was engaged. You can... Like, they have checklists in there. But a lot of those questions are super overwhelming and not Mm -hmm. really things that you really need to worry about, though, until, like, you're actually touring. So, like, kind of when you're narrowing down those venue tours, it's... And trying to figure out which ones you actually want to go to, looking at, like, those characteristics. Before you even get on site. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times, like, when you email like Jan Kasker or the Capital Room, like we will send a guide out that has all the pricing information and mm-hmm. all like the information. So you should be able to n- narrow down some of like your checklist that you're building just through that initial email and ask. Right. And then you can get down to more of the nitty gritty questions when
0: you actually tour. Mm-hmm. It's almost like even if you have those type top five attributes – You use that before you even tour places to make sure that they're a good fit. And then you also use those same attributes and that checklist or, you know, items when you're on your tours to help even narrow them down even further. Yeah. No, I I think that's a great
1: idea. Like, maybe it's just... You and I have very both like type A personalities,
0: so mm-hmm. checklists are our friends. <laughs> yeah, and let me tell you, I didn't always be that way. No. Um, the job made me that way. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, uh, so like we I'm that, an airhead at home. When we approach things, it might be a little bit different because we we thoroughly enjoy
0: checklists, but like you kind of need it. Yeah, it helps, and I do think that when you have your checks checks and balances of like what you liked and didn't like, um you could get tied ties and be like yeah you know they both had a good location and you didn't like pick if you liked it more or less than the other so maybe a way to keep that differentiate from each other to help you make the decision even more would maybe to, like to do a scale you know yeah I think like so yeah if you had location and you're from the cities and you're touring one of our venues and you want maybe you thought you're going more in the cities but you're okay with maybe coming this way then you put it like down as a 3 yeah so it's in oh, the yeah. middle.
1: A scale of one to five. When you said yeah. scale
0: before, I really had no idea. I just kind of agreed with what you yep.
1: were
0: saying. I scale. saw yeah. it like go through you, and I was like, I thought you were going to banter and say some more there. So I don't know if you got what I was saying. No, I had no idea. I was very confused, but thank you for elaborating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then you say, like, okay, yeah, that's a three, that's a two. I'm not as happy about this, or I'm really happy about this four or five, or whatever. Yeah. Because some places you might be like, check, yeah, it's fine for location but then you might be able to kind of pinpoint it where you actually feel about them and then when you're done with your tours or done with your, or maybe like you said before you get to your um the touring stage and you're just like looking shopping around you can you can, you can check off like this per, this place marks every little thing that i right. have already yeah this is a 18 out of 20 so mm-hmm. this is definitely one that we're gonna go tour and look at and then you do the same thing like on your tour yeah. afterwards and say, okay, now that I'm here, I, the way I feel about these ones and I checks these amount of lists and this is the number I have. Yeah. And then you hopefully get down to what, like your top two venues
1: yeah. that you really like. How many venues do you think is like too many venues to tour?
0: Oh man. Okay. Well, I've never toured venues like as that's a true. incoming bride. So that's a little bit harder for, I guess me to say, but I mean, it's gotta be overwhelming and four would be enough Like, that's a lot to think through. How many did you tour? One. Oh. And we didn't even tour.
1: We had, so we had looked
0: at a couple venues,
1: like, just online, and I had, like, made attempts to setting up appointments, but Mm -hmm. then, like, or I was going to set up appointments at other places just to have the option, but budget was a big factor for us because we didn't want to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on our wedding. We wanted to stay underneath our budget, Mm -hmm. and honestly capital kind of just like fit every made sense yeah and
0: like it's different when you work for a venue it's a little bit different I guess yeah
1: well and I could be a little bit more picky about like the things that I wanted and I could do a lot of the work myself so I didn't Mm -hmm. have to pay staff to like set up my ceremony chairs I didn't have to pay staff to do xyz like I could just do it myself which Mm -hmm. for me worked out great Mm -hmm. but like
0: that's not right for all couples. I I think that when couples come in to tour with me, they they will say maybe plural and be like, Yeah, we're looking at an, a couple other venues. So I think that I think around like three to five is probably the normal. Yeah. I'd like to know how many people, like couples, people who've gotten engaged or gotten married, how many venues they've they've looked at.
1: We had on that poll on Instagram that we did, there was I would say probably the average number that we saw come through was probably five. Yeah. So, which sounds, I mean... It's a lot, I feel like. It is. It's a lot of, like, different venue coordinators to
0: try to figure out if you mesh with. Yeah, that's that's true, too. Yeah. And I don't think that people think about that. I mean, everyone is so, you know, you're looking for a certain aesthetic. You're looking at certain things that I don't really think couples are really thinking about how they're vibing with the person that is showing them around because I don't know if they associate of knowing like that we're the people that you're going to work with the whole process. If they mm-hmm. love us, they definitely do because yeah. then they're like, Oh my gosh, are you going to be here for the day of my wedding? Are you going to be yeah. doing everything? Cause they want us. Um, but that's important.
1: It is. Well, I'm not saying that your venue coordinator can make or break your wedding day, but I mean, for, for our two venues, we are a big part of it. Like we Mm -hmm. have to physically where you and I are leading the room charge for flipping that space. Mm -hmm. And we are here mostly on the wedding day. Um, Now you have a couple other employees too that come in and help and like assist if Mm -hmm. like you can't be there. And then like weddings at capital room, I'm only at the weddings. Like if I'm, paid extra to be there for, like, coordination and stuff like that. Whereas, Mm -hmm. so, if I'm not being paid, that I'm not there. And I kind of preface that with couples, too. So, I'm, like, I really know the couples that really vibe with me and really like me. Right. They're the ones that are, like, extra, like, appreciative if I'm, if they're going to pay me to be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Which makes me feel a little good on the inside, so. (laughs) And I do feel like there's a lot of couples that, well, especially when I left my last venue and then um, came here, I think a lot of them were, like, oh, we booked because because of you. Like we wanted to work with you. And so that was like a hard thing to be like, I'm so sorry. So I think that's important though. I think a lot of couples too, when they do vibe with us, they end up booking because they know that they are going to work well and we're going to listen to them and understand and and get them what they want.
1: Cynthia and I sat down and made a list of five – Things that we think are the most important attributes to consider when picking your wedding venue. Mm-hmm. So these are all like very not even a professional biased, but like things that we yeah do we've really seen think it so important.
0: much too that I think it helps just to help narrow down to so you're not less stressed of just not making the decision. I feel like there's so yeah. many things that's so stressful.
1: Yeah. So these we think are the most important, and starts out with availability.
0: Yeah. So most of the time, guests or guests, (laughs) wedding, couples. Yeah. Couples are, they, you have a certain time of year they're looking for. That's pretty much the first thing when they reach out to tour is what they're asking is what's your availability? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. We,
1: we've got a little like ask section on our like website when they inquire. It's just like, Mm -hmm. it says like, when are you thinking of getting married? Are you flexible on your dates? Do you prefer Saturday? Are you open any time of year? And. I mean, that's – and then on, like, the little, like, question bot line on the way bottom, they always say, like, what's your availability? Right. So that's the first thing
0: people oh, actually yeah. want to know. Every si- time, that's the first thing. And then it's – you can definitely be open to whatever depending on the time of year. So if you're planning for your – even if it's, like, you know, early January, February of this that year and you want to get married later in that year, you have to be more open – to what dates are available because you're doing it within the same year even like booking less than a year
1: out at a venue like a popular venue like ours mm -hmm. I mean we're all booked year year and a half out so you need to be a little more flexible with your right
0: there's always going to be availability as long as that you're open to it so you just got to be open and then there's availability but if you're one of those planners and you're like okay a year and a half, two years out, perfect. Because then you have the time to say, okay, perfect. I will, you can pick any time that you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, another helpful tidbit is that like fall time is most important or most popular. So if you want that, plan ahead of time. Not that anyone plans when they're getting engaged. I mean, at yeah. this point, a lot of people <laughs> usually know, but not that it's necessarily a planned thing. Um, but you be open to it.
1: Well, and it's like how many tours do you do with couples where they're not engaged yet, but then... Mm-hmm. So, like you, you can always do it, but right. everybody's kind of on their own trajectory of right. their planning process. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, and then so the second attribute that we thought was important would be location. So we get a lot of people that come from the cities or around us that are interested in our venues and uh, that's just one important thing because we are just a little bit outside of the metro area but I feel like we get a lot of people that they realize that it's not much further when you're driving people are always driving and traveling for weddings regardless.
1: We're both in our south of cities Mm -hmm. and when people actually make the drive down they're like oh it was a beautiful drive. Like one sixty nine is gorgeous to drive through, especially like any time of year, especially in the fall too. Mm-hmm. That people they do the drive and they're like, okay, we could actually do this, and it's super close to the airport. Not, I guess, not super close, but like
0: we're Easy, close though, enough. You get to on the a couple, airport. a couple highways, and you're good to go. Yeah. So just making sure, and that's not us trying to plug. Like, oh, come to us. Yeah. <laughs> come to, but actually, but, no, we are kind of trying to plug our, right, our companies, right. but. But just look and see where the locations are ahead of time, and make sure that you're interested in the locations, and you're fine with it. Because um, I mean, I have gotten couples that have been super interested, and we've done t- um, tours or like set up a tour, and they've plugged it in and thought that it, well, with the name Chancasca, people from the cities think that we're in between oh, in, Chaska in, and Chanhassen. Chan-Hassen. Oh never. yeah, <laughs> I never made that
1: distinguish or like. Why are words so hard today? I never made that 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 realization up.
0: Yeah, that people think that?
1: We, it's literally those two towns oh, kind right. of names. I, I never thought of that before.
0: Going to trade shows, everyone just thinks that's constant of, no. <laughs> no, we're not. Well are um, in Kassota. But yeah, but look ahead of time and make sure. And that's one thing. Like Remember, it's a destination. So like, what people are going to weddings for that, and they're not really going there for any other reason. So oh, doesn't matter too much if they really have to go a little bit south because they're just going to go east or west anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, and like budget's kind of a big part of that. Mm -hmm. You go south of the cities, which is also the third thing on our list, is money. Yep. You come south of the cities, obviously the price is going to drop a little bit. You go north of the cities, price is probably going to drop a little bit. Now, if you're really dead set on having like that Minneapolis wedding, your pricing is going to probably be a little bit more expensive because there's how many more venues in that area that can compete with each other. Mm -hmm. So... Figuring Honestly. out that
0: budget is and, like, yes yeah. is and important. If, and if you know that you're – the thing is, is you're going to – see which ones are more important because if location is more important to you than your budget and you want to be in the cities, then there's your answer for, like, the venues you should be looking for. But if you're interested in, um, like – you were like, okay, we have a certain budget we need to stick to. And we have a certain aesthetic we're interested in, but you know, some of the stuff in the cities is a little bit more over then be open to something around because they ones that are around the area are probably going to have a little bit less of a price tag than you're then right in the heart of Metro and you're still going to get those um, unique spots. Mm -hmm. so got a way out and these are the things that we said like doing this oh I said (laughs) but doing the scale to like which one's more important because you might have one that you love the location but the price is too high or but you love the price and you you know the location's up there so that'll just help you decide on which one's working better for you
1: we loved a venue up in the Minneapolis area when we were engaged and I could picture every aspect of my wedding day there Mm -hmm. and then we got the um, price quote back from the event coordinator there. And I'm like, this is over our entire budget of our wedding mm-hmm. just for the venue, the food and the bar. And so that immediately went down on our list mm-hmm. and we realized that we could only potentially afford weddings in Southern right. Minnesota. So. And could
0: you imagine, cause you went and toured there or? No, we okay. didn't. And imagine if you did though.
1: Well, and that's what I love about venues that send their pricing right away because mm-hmm. otherwise, we, if we would have went in there and then not given them not giving us pricing before then, one, it would have been like, got all my hopes up and then that, but then we would have
0: wasted that poor venue coordinator's time too. Right, and, and how many hours of your time during yeah. the tour, traveling there and back and everything. So yeah, that's one thing of doing that due diligence ahead of time, figuring it out, and making sure that those line up with the price and location before moving forward there. Another important attribute that we thought was
1: style. Like, are you more of a rustic? Are you more of a modern? Are you more mm-hmm. of a, I want to have all white walls and be able to fill the space with flowers kind of person? Or you want to have a venue that's like not, like you don't have to do a lot of work. Like it's already basically done for you.
0: Right. Or even looking at our two venues, our different styles too. Yeah. So which one is more your, your style? What are you looking for? Which one? And you know, you might be like, Oh, I'm interested in both. Like, I don't really care. Like whatever one I decide, that's, that's what we're going with. Um, but you might have a little bit more interest in certain ones. So getting an idea for those and what's around you for those and kind of using that to Google it, to find the right ones in the area.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Just like breaking them
0: down by style kind of like gives you a lot more options too. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of plan that way. Well, and a lot with the style as well come with what's included and what's not. So you might start with a blank slate of somewhere and be able to just like make it your own style versus some places that kind of have their own aesthetic or include things. And then you, it helps kind of create that for you already. It's kind of like an,
1: are you a planner or are you a DIYer? Like, are you going to hire a planner to take care of everything? Are you going to DIY it yourself? Or right. are you going to hire a venue that is completely done? You can buy decor from them. You can rent it. Or you can literally have them take care of everything for you. Or is it something where you want a very, very blank slate? You want to be able to come in on Friday, decorate, do everything yourself, and tear it out on Sunday? Because mm-hmm. there's those
0: options, Some too. places do that. We, neither of our companies are one of them, no, but I mean, they're not allowed to do that way, but, but yeah, I think that ties in really well with our last attribute being all inclusives versus a blank slate. And so yeah. there are some venues that do both and
1: yeah. well, an all inclusive is, and like when we mean all inclusive versus yeah. blank slate, we mean like on so many levels there's, too. Yeah. There's so like, many different kinds of inclusives. Yeah.
0: Like, like Mine is pretty basic where you, mean, you get like ceremony and reception, um, but we do like the tables, chairs, and like you come in in a blank slate of the room and then you come in and put your own decorations out, do everything for it, bring your own vendors. The only vendor you can't bring in is your catering. But then there's another scale to up from there, like you.
1: Yeah, I guess kind of
0: though, but also like not really because we're,
1: we're the same way. Like we... We do have like a blank slate that you can bring all your own vendors in except for your K- catering because mm-hmm. um, that has to come from our list of people. But you can hire us out to do like decor and right. like that stuff too. So which... I don't offer
0: that. So, like, yeah, that's exactly. just different. Yeah. But then there's more from there too, where some places are like, you have to use all of these types of vendors. Yeah, you have to
1: use their DJ, or you have to mm-hmm. use their photographer, or some companies do discounts like two I don't know how many but like I I saw there's like one venue that I know of actually that does it, (laughs) where like you can book their DJ their decorator their photographer and their like cake artist and you get like discounts on all their Mm -hmm. stuff which if that works for you and if that's the kind of thing that you want to do Awesome. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's on your checklist, so when you're going through your stuff, you're like, "Oh, sweet! I don't have to
0: handle this." Right. But- it's like you take care of it all. I don't have to worry about. It. Maybe that's the way you are. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I need someone else to do it for me, and this is the easier way to go about it.
1: One- I do have one venue.
0: Oh, go ahead. No, go sit, sorry. <laughs> I'd say there's one venue that I know of up in north, or up north in Minnesota that has a lot of inclusive stuff where like they have a certain floors you have to use. They have one caterer you have to use. Um, they have their own decorations and you're kind of like priced in right away with however many people it's price per person and you have to use those items. And if you decide not to, it's, I mean, you've already been, it's already been paid for in that manner, but you can bring in your own on top of it too. Um, so a lot of places just do it different. Yeah. And I mean, doing it that route relieves some stress on some couples, I'm sure.
1: Like, Mm -hmm. because everything's done for you. The one thing with our two venues, though, too, is we do both handle the bar, though. So, which is Mm kind of nice, because that's one thing you don't have to hire out. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's something where you're looking at, you want to be able to BYOB, obviously, like, our two venues aren't going to be right for you, or venues that have the bar
0: already aren't going to be the best call. And some of that means that Maybe even doing it. We haven't really touched on doing a vet, like, doing it at your own home, like doing it in the oh, backyard, yeah. and so that's always an option too. Where you you literally start from a hundred percent blank slate and build up from there with ever exactly what you're looking for. I mean, with the parameters of what you got working on for yeah <laughs> the yeah. location, um, but that can, yeah. Well, we've had friends
1: that have gotten married outside, and it's been. Mm-hmm. You can't even tell that it's a backyard wedding. It's incredibly gorgeous and beautiful, and right. But the one downfall with that is if you don't like rent a tent or anything, what happens if there's a storm mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you have to move the party inside? Like, yeah,
0: I think I think work or doing it, doing a wedding, a backyard wedding. I've had multiple friends that have done it, and it's they've all turned out beautiful. And you just have to have someone though that's there to like. To do it all.
1: Handle shit
0: when it goes bad. Like right. Not saying well, okay, that things would go bad. Even when but... it goes bad, but just the whole process of planning. You have to have someone doing that. That's like not just a coordinator or planner, like a family member, whoever's house it is. Usually I say it's your parents. Like your parents have to do it all because there's landscaping they have to do. They have to order, yeah, like you said, a tent, a dance floor, a bar. They have to get the license to be able to have a bar there. Mm-hmm. That's driving.
1: I'm sorry, it's a nervous tick. I've been like
0: thinking it's not going to get to me, and then all of a sudden I'm like, nope, it's not stopping. It's my thumb, I can't hold And it. I keep on staring at like, how is it still clicking? How, how does it just stop?
1: <laughs> Between that and like, I picked my lip, my lips raw these mm. last three days just because of stress. It's a nervous tick, I'm terribly sorry.
0: You need chapstick. I have that. to talk it. Oh, okay, where was I? You always have to have that one person who maybe it's usually the person that you're having at their house that has to be like the type A person that's handling everything because they have to do the landscaping. They have to rent a tent, a dance floor, a bar, the services for the bar, get the liquor, have the licensing for it and liability. and Have the, ice. Yeah. The clock or the clock. The. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Whatever. It keeps ticking. There's a lot. <laughs> There's. Your
1: amount, the amount of things that you have to do if you're going to do a backyard mm-hmm. wedding all by yourself, is right. far greater than doing it somewhere
0: else where it's already taken care of for you. Mm-hmm. So. And having that support is really important because you have to have people that are going to be there to do it and help you. Because I, because I stuttered there. <laughs>
1: no, I almost clicked my thumb again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I caught myself this time. Oh. Cynthia just yelled at me because I was like, cracking my fingers really bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have to have that support of a lot of different people to help out because the morning of the day before you're there setting up tables, setting up chairs, going and picking them up from wherever you need to pick them up for it, hauling them to the spot, putting like going and picking up linens, maybe even doing some dry cleaning, putting them on the tables. like you're doing all of the labor for it, which is exhausting and a lot of work. And then, not on top, on top of that, all the decorations and all of the, getting the bar there, and like you said, ice. Yeah. So, I I don't think when if people haven't done it before, they don't know how much extra money and work it is because you're paying hundreds of dollars just for linens. You're paying hundreds of dollars for tables and for chairs, and uh, yeah.
1: We had a wedding um, recently where they did like the son's wedding or the 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 parents of the bride had done the son's wedding um a few years back and they did it all on like their family's farm and everything. They cleaned out their barn, did all their landscaping and then all of a sudden their daughter got married. It was at Capitol and the mom looked at me towards the end of the night and she goes, I cannot tell you how much better this was Mm -hmm. than the last time. She goes, Both weddings were absolutely beautiful in the best days of our kids' lives but for me personally, not having to do—and this is speaking as her—not having to do all that work leading up to it, like literally, they were just able to drop everything off because they paid us to set it all up and tear it down. Yeah, it was just so much less stressful on them. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, I think that one thing I think all anyone can be rela- can relate to is the more you do something, the easier it is. Yeah, and so the Anna being a business that we're here to do it, venues know what they're doing; they do it all the time. They are. Sp- running to specifically do that so it's a lot easier and less stress for us to do it but um like I know some families that have done it where they they know every kid is getting married at their house pretty much because they have enough land and they have a lot of people and it just has worked out but once you do one you already know lay of land how it's done yeah. so yeah then it'll be easier to do it again because you just do the same exact thing you did before but you still have to rent out all that stuff and it comes at a cost but yeah so there are
1: positives and negatives to doing like all inclusive Mm -hmm. versus like blank slate. But for the most part you gotta do what's best for you and that's why having it on like your checklist and discussing that with like your partner before you start making those big decisions is gonna Mm -hmm. be not I don't want to say detrimental. That sounds scary. But like (laughs) it's it's a really big I it's a really big deal and it's some a decision that you have to kinda make and Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a lot more
0: decisions to make. So this is the first one that you have to do in order to like actually book your date, your space and say, okay, I'm getting married on this date at this location and you can actually start your planning. So I think it's an important one that you don't want it to be the, you know, start off with stress. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and it kind of like picking your venue sets the stage mm-hmm. for every other wedding decision that you're going to make. Yeah. I, I guess I feel that way. Liam. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I felt like when we picked our venue Things started feeling real and I could like, oh, now I know exactly what kind of dress I'm going to get. Now I know exactly which photographer I'm going to choose. Like it kind of like narrows, makes every other decision easier, e- mm-hmm.
0: Easier, I think. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I also think that one thing that we as professionals see every every day or every week that we think would be helpful to navigate would be when you're on your tours and thinking about who is there and what you're doing because we do couples where it's just a couple or maybe their parents involved and that's because they're the decision makers and helping pay and are have done it before and they're there for them which is great but there does need maybe need to be a limit just to keep it so you're not so overwhelmed yeah when you have a lot of, more people, it means more opinions, which means harder decisions. And also, harder for us as a coordinator to show you around and tell you because there's going to be people talking. And it, yeah, it just takes away from the experience a little bit. Yeah, my ideal tour usually is like
1: the couple and like the two sets of parents mm-hmm. because, 16, and that's at max. Yeah, I mean, having six people is a lot, but I can, like, engage with both parents. I can engage with the mm-hmm. couple, and, like, it's it's a little bit easier, and it feels more relaxed, and it feels less like I'm standing up giving, like, a comedy show. Like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> my goal during tours is to make people laugh, mm-hmm. for one, and get my point across, and at the end right. of the day, hopefully they book, but, like, I feel like when I can at least get them, like, Opened up a little bit asking them questions about like their life, how they get engaged, like or when did they get engaged, like how long they've been together, like how they meet and like ask them, like learn a little bit right. about you have to ask questions yeah.
0: about them. You're trying to get to know them in such a short yeah. amount of time and also be it's... so informational about telling them everything they need to know that it's hard to do when there's 15 other people right, there. Right, So you're not being able to say like, oh, when did you guys get engaged? How long have you been engaged? You know, all that. And really be able to have those that, that one-on-one connection if there's so many people there.
1: Yeah, and it's not fair to the couple because they're more concerned than with what everybody else is thinking versus mm-hmm. like what you and
0: I are saying to them. Right, and I think also like when parents come, they usually there's two like either one parent from each side of the family or maybe just like you know a set of parents that are more involved than the others. So whenever there's six like in its parents, I don't necessarily feel like it's overwhelming just because they they understand that they just want to be there for the information and whatnot. And then a lot of the time I'll just kind of stand like with the couples and then the cup parents are kind of trailing a little bit behind so I'm still be able to connect with them at some point. Mm-hmm. Again, I have a long grounds to walk so it yeah, just happens but... automatically, but... <laughs> if, but and then when like you start like dragging behind and you know like
1: or at least for me it's like I'm walking up the stairs and I'm trying to talk at the same time and uh-huh. I'm out of breath. There's been times <laughs> I've put like my hand on a chair and been like sorry guys I'm super winded and very out of shape right now. <laughs>
0: okay. I have so the end of my tours is coming back behind the winery and then there's a small like 10 steps and then a platform and then in like I don't know 15 steps I think they they look bigger than they actually are. there's probably not that many and then you turn and then you have to go up another flight of 15 steps and so by the end and especially in the summertime even the winter because then you're so hot because you're in a bundled up I am so out of breath and so I pretty much tell them like I stop talking throughout the steps and then we get up and we're all winded and I'm like yep I was like no worries though I've done this how many years, and it's never stopped being winded. So it's not it's not just you. It's all of me. it's me. Okay, good. But you know what? We well, really need gym memberships. I think. Like I do I've, have one. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't. I have two.
1: <laughs> I need to just get one because I think it would make my tour school a lot easier for me. But yeah, <laughs> come with me. I'll be your trainer. Okay, perfect. I need to start working out again. <laughs> I need a lot of help. I I don't understand things. So <laughs> um, I got you. But no, like doing bringing those people, but like, again, bringing it back to like doing that research beforehand. And like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: let's say you're, you haven't narrowed down to two venues, bring those top people with you to come tour those venues and make it quick and easy.
0: And so we just want to make sure and say like, we think that it'd be important for you ahead of there before getting even to the tour to check the availability and check the pricing so that you know, they're, They fall in line with what you're looking for before you even tour so that you know that it's the most lucrative for your bang for your buck. Yeah, exactly. Your time is money. Yeah, exactly.
1: And um, none of us have any of it to waste right now. So especially when you're planning a wedding. We don't have any what? Money to waste. Time to waste.
0: Oh, shoot. Sorry. Yeah. As as
1: you're literally checking your watch right now.
0: (laughs) It keeps buzzing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tell them we're podcasting. We cannot
0: help them right now. Well, it's about a contract. <laughs> oh Wow A little important. I well I can help but just get it on my watch.
1: <laughs> um cool. Huh. Is there any other things like people should really know about their venue? I feel like we covered. Yeah, I mean I feel like there's everything. always something and we could ramble on. It we could ramble on for 2 hours if we right. really wanted to and nobody wants to listen but to I us. But nobody for two listening hours. for that long. <laughs> and if they are I've got an attention span for that long, so who knows what tangents we could go on. Cynthia did you see that Britney Spears got married again yes! this last weekend? Uh, or like
0: last week? That was out of nowhere. I can't even yeah. remember what week it is. Who the but fuck that knew that was, she out was of engaged? Nowhere. I knew they were want- wanting to, but I thought that I would see something about some kind of planning or something. Yeah. Like leading up to the date and then boom, yeah. married. Yeah. Like, did you see all the different outfits that she wore? Okay. I saw a white
1: dress designed by Versace, Ooh, right? Versace. You know. Yes, yeah. Donatello.
0: I knew I remember oh. her name.
1: Um, and then I saw a pink outfit and then a black outfit.
0: I think I... Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe your pink was red because I saw red, but that could be the same color. Nope, it was red. Yeah. And then and then I saw a black dress too. Yeah. And then I thought I saw a white one, another white one. Yeah. And I was just very confused of how many outfit changes she did and how like not bridal they were. Yeah. I was very... I So...
1: As soon as, like, I, like, saw on... I think I was actually listening to a podcast on my way to work. And it was something about, like, Britney Spears got married. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay. And then all of a sudden, like, I got to work. And I was, like, scrolling through Facebook. And then I saw, like, the Us Weekly or something post. And I tagged you in it. And the the dress that she's wearing is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, I had no idea what to expect her in. But... <laughs> to be honest.
0: I did expect... I did expect... <laughs> Her choker and her to do a flipping little dance thing in it, just like she does all the time on her yeah. Instagram. Well, I, is it weird? Like,
1: like I don't know. I just, I had no idea what to expect, her in, me but either. I also wasn't expecting like the veil like she was wearing either. Um, I do. All of it screams
0: Britney Spears to me.
1: That's true. But, and then the horse drawn carriage, it was, I mean, all the details were amazing you would like when I originally heard that she got married I thought I'm like oh they must have like thrown this together really really quick but after you look at the photos
0: it's been like
1: planned in the works for
0: what I just months years I love Britney Spears like free Britney I was all on that but some things just don't make sense like it was so beautiful but then just I just don't understand her other outfits also, did she did you know that she was like so close to like Selena Gomez? Um
1: no. Okay, so she I'm like scrolling through her Instagram That's what right I'm now doing right now too. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, also it was like well obviously
1: we knew Madonna would be there. Yes. Um and then Drew Barrymore was there. Yeah. Which I understand that because like they're both like childhood or child celebrities yeah, kind of yeah, things yeah. so that one made sense and like Paris Hilton and all those mm-hmm. but I was not expecting Selena Gomez. No,
0: me neither. Wait,
1: do you think Paris Hilton DJ'd her wedding?
0: <laughs>
1: because she's a, like um, a really well-known DJ right now. I'm
0: looking her up. I didn't um, know
1: that. But yeah, I her dress was beautiful, her hair looked good, her makeup was very understated, which it seems like normally she wears like a ton of makeup. But did you um I'm trying to think. She's had like eight thousand Instagram posts. Did you know that her kids weren't even there?
0: Who oh, really?
1: Yeah. And then her ex husband her first ex husband crashed it? Yeah. <laughs> and like he was on like Instagram live the entire time. Oh my gosh. So I kind of feel like we should make like a whole like segment for this podcast just called like celebrity or Hollywood treatment or something like that. Yeah. Maybe we should have Instagram pick the name for it. Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah. So, like, maybe each week we'll talk about, like, celebrities. They're just like us, getting married Mm -hmm. and engaged and, like, kind of touch on it. Yeah. Um, Or
0: maybe it won't be every week, but when there's a fun new highlight, we'll bring it up.
1: Yeah. But, like, Britney Spears, man. Iconic and all married now. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Well, so today's been fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: yeah hopefully this information was um helpful let us know what more you want to hear more serious more banter um, Ooh, one more we, topics we did actually our
1: poll from our very first episode came in did I ever send that to you oh yeah yeah I looked at it it was really funny to see like some of <laughs> them were just like I don't it was like 11% said more wine please and like <laughs> zero said that they wanted to actually hear about wedding planning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we need to be more like I we have nothing going on in our personal lives to actually talk about <laughs>
0: We're very work-focused, especially this time of year.
1: Yeah, Uh, but as always, um, go follow us at um, The Corner Booth Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook's Corner Booth Podcast. Our Mm -hmm. website is
0: www.thecornerboothpod.com. And then... Rate, review, and subscribe, oh, please.
1: If you have questions, concerns, quandaries, anything like that, you can submit your questions to us on our website. Mm-hmm. And then also, big shout-out again to the man, the myth, the legend, Colin Scharf, at Colin Sharf and at Goldmine Studios for all of our music. Mm-hmm.
0: And, Cynthia, where can they follow you? Okay, follow me on uh, Instagram at chancasca winery weddings we also have our winery instagram but i'm trying to get some followers on this one (laughs) and then the same thing for facebook with
1: chancasca winery weddings and you can follow me at at the capital room and we are capital with an ol and not an al (laughs) (laughs) um you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast just search the corner booth podcast and that's it all
0: right i think well have a great week guys we'll see you next week see you next week ready for our check Check please!